contact. Radio TV broadcast voice. That's pretty good. All right, I have a question for y'all. Since y'all are all propulsion engineers, do you like Site 27 more or do you like the factory? Mm. Site 27. Easy. When there's a test campaign, Site 27. I think Site 27 in general. Really? It's like my little oasis, you know? Yeah. You get to go on to PDK Airport, you get to drive across the runway, look at the planes, yeah. have your little light on, and yeah, it has a good vibe to it, you know? The amount of natural light at the site is. A hundred percent more. Right. Mm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, the sunsets at the test site are the best. Oh, yeah. How often do you do that? Well, propulsion team, we'd be there pretty late, especially for the first half of our term here, I think, when we were doing the sea level level static test campaign. Um, We were there pretty late. So I think, you know, we'd leave around 9 p.m. And so seeing the sunset. The sunset. Pretty nice. Every single day. Oh, I have photos of Donovan on my phone. That we're taking on, um, <laughs> what's the what's on what's the mode on the iPhone that makes it super like like a portrait mode? Or yeah, something? portrait yeah. mode Ooh. in the background, mm-hmm. dude. Those are crispy, especially Ooh. with the tower and the runway in the back. Yeah. Ooh, should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, let's get started. So, uh, I guess we'll just get started with like our, your name, where you go to school, what year you are. Um, I guess you know what got you into aerospace uh, and Hermius, and kind of what you do as an intern at Hermius. So, Donovan, you want to get started? Sure. Um, so yeah, my name is Donovan Gum. I'm a sophomore at North Carolina State University, majoring in aerospace engineering. Um, so I guess what got me interested in aerospace was, um, you know, commercial space, um, you know, Blue Origin, SpaceX, all that. Uh, it was just something really cool to see, especially as someone who like really came of age and like became like aware of what was happening when the you know the space shuttle was gone. And uh, here at Hermius, I've been working on the forward bypass doors. Um, so that's kind of just like what the um, component of the engine that, you know, diverts the flow uh, either to the turbojet or into our, our bypass system. Uh, so that's kind of been a lot of like, uh, you know, design of for new hardware, uh, test hardware. Um, you know, the primary goal of my project is to get through this like test campaign for it. Um, doing like functional testing, leak testing, proof testing. Um, so is that mostly design work or is that more manufacturing? Um, I'd say it's, 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 a, it's a pretty solid half and half of design work and, and like assembly and manufacturing. Um, it's, it's given me a ton of hands-on time and also like... Yeah, show me your finger right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a... A battle uh, scar. Yeah. Just, just an example of some hands-on time. Yeah, you built some really cool things during your internship. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, but it's been great, you know, getting like time to do design and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, hi, I'm Shiva Valbanani. I am a what? I I don't even know what I am. A fifth-year student at Purdue, um, working on my master's. And my project here, or my job here at Hermius, was to design the quarter horse exhaust nozzle. Um, that was a crazy big task. But, you know, everything down from, you know, the actuation system to the structural uh, aspects of the sidewalls and the, and the nozzle itself um, were, you know, were the things that I got to have my direct impact on as well as just 
you know, classic bending tubes at the site and um, working on test hardware and all of that is pretty encompassing of what my job was at, at this internship. So a lot of design work, a lot of hardware, a lot of times where you're, you're working to work, especially on hardware, if you're making stuff for the engine. Sometimes work is just work, but when you press, you know, when you press the auto sequence button um, at the console and see everything go and look at those pressures and you're like, ah, oh, I made that tube. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Jason? Yeah. Hi, my name is Jason Smith. Um, I'm a fourth year aerospace engineering student at Georgia Tech. Um, I'm about to graduate this December, so we'll Ooh. see what I do after that. Maybe grad school. I don't know. Um, but during this internship, I... Let's see, a lot of things also. Um, my main project was designing um, a flight-like ignition system for our RAM burner. Um, for people who don't know, our RAM burner is like a combination of an afterjet and, sorry, an afterburner and a ramjet. Um, so just a lot about, a lot of things about going through the systems engineering of finding what trades are best for ignition, designing some CAD, doing some uh, pre-design analysis and yeah, presented a code ER, which is a conceptual design review over that, which I know Shiva just did one about the nozzle, and you've been doing test readiness reviews, yeah, mostly. test readiness so. reviews. That's yeah, an interesting part of our internship. Code get, ER? Yeah. That nerve-wracking as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but... Oh, no, it was like the scariest day of my life. So basically, a code ER is where... It's like a PDR or a CDR, but it's a lot earlier in the design process, but you still sit with super important people in the company. Granted, everyone's important, but, you know, this is, I think, one of the first times that we interface technically with higher-ups and to show them, this is what I've been working on, this is what I've done. And it's, there's a lot of exposure there as an engineer, right? It's very interesting to see, like, yeah, oh, I, wow, I'm I can presenting. tell you that my first presentation back in January or February was, Donovan can, can attest to this, was one of the most, like, the worst, like, presentation of just like mumble garbage there was yeah you were definitely pretty nervous for that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> way more nervous than the code ER. yeah and so the code ER, um at least for me i had to work closely with glenn and danielle and um jordan and so many other people in pulling everything together and now this was like them already knowing the end product for a lot of cases and then seeing how i present that and i think that was super nerve-wracking like could mm. I say the things that they already knew to be true? And could I say them in the right way? You know? Right. Like in, in like a technical um, sense, right? Like, can I explain why the thing was made the way it was in the technical sense and really understand it? Because as like a responsible engineer, your job is to know everything about the, about what you're making, whether that is like something that's completely structures. Like for me, like I'm, I'm propulsion, through and through, and I had to do an entire like structural analysis, learn FEM in like two weeks, and and give something that's good, right, with good results, and know that my results were good, and like saying that to out loud to people, and have it be wrong would have been a lot scarier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that makes me think. You know, you know, being on the propulsion team, you kind of have to be a jack of all trades. Like you have to be of course, a good engineer, but also kind of a good physicist. You know, a lot of fundamentals that we work with. Um, you also have to be a good computer scientist, electrician, mechanic. 
Um, oh, I we're mean, all car- been... we're all carpenters and plumbers. Exactly, we're <laughs> carpenters and plumbers. We, I think, the three of us, the number of tubes we've bent this semester, I can't even count. I do you have a, do you have a good tube bending story? A good tube bending story. Oh, just getting it wrong. Every oh, and time. just in general, mm. like what what was the moment that you knew that? Oh, it was when I got my first tube bent on my first try correctly. Because I remember I was routing something. I think I was routing, what, like a differential pressure transducer on our test engine, right? And usually when I'm tube bending, I'll bend a tube, and then I'll realize, oh, my gosh, I can't flare this. Or I'll flare it, and I'll say, oh, my gosh, I didn't add a sleeve or a B-nut. And I think this is the first time I actually got all the curves right. I got all the flares correct. And... Yeah, that was just worth celebrating, I think. <laughs> because yeah, it's so no, stressful. Yeah. At that moment, you're like, oh, yeah. This Beautiful, is awesome. yeah. You look at it afterwards, and you're like, oh. Mm, mwah. Like, yeah. like, like, mwah, magnifique. Like, oh, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, All right, I'll hold y'all up right there. I'd like to introduce myself as well real quick. So oh, I'm, yes. Yeah. So Who's I'm, our host? Important. Yeah, so um, I'm Carter Teagan. I'm a second year at Georgia Tech, and I'm the only intern on the flight sciences team. Uh, which is why I'm hosting this podcast. So um, the podcast is kind of split into three sections today. So we have the lovely propulsion team here. Um, but yeah, uh, real quick about like what, I, what I've done at Hermius. So on flight sciences, I've done a lot of like the conceptual design for future aircraft. So that's making tools like with um, how we create our inlet, how we create our body, and um, really just kind of like helping out with thermal stuff all over the way as well. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like personally, I don't know if this is the case for y'all, but like I wasn't a really big aerospace kid before coming to Hermius. I feel like that doesn't get talked about a lot. Like, yeah, can you define that a little more? Yeah, like I was, an, I'm an aerospace engineering major. Like, so obviously, I think the stuff is like super cool. But like, one thing that's been really interesting about working here is like my passion for aerospace went from like here to hear just like by being surrounded by people that like think this stuff is so cool and like i guess like really working on the really cool parts of aerospace and no yeah people here are crazy yeah like insane engineers yeah yeah Hmm, well okay in school like let's say like sophomore year you know somebody comes up to you and they're like what's your favorite aircraft like what would your answer have been back then well I am a sophomore, and oh, yeah, I don't, perfect. I don't know if I'd have an answer. Like, I don't think I, I mean, before this internship, like, probably wouldn't have one. I think right now. Quarter horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just back there. Well, no, I, I'm in the same boat. I didn't have one either. I s- now it is quarter horse. I will say that. But. Yeah. There's a, there's a, like, um, supersonic aircraft. I think it's called the Valkyrie, and it has, like, six different engines oh, on the back is, of um, it. This is Kratos, right? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, I think. Maybe, Interesting. but I think it looks so funky because it has like the normal fuselage and then it kind of looks like a crane, like the animal where it has like it's uh, the front of it just kind of goes above everything else. I think it looks mm. super funky. Not like a droop snoot, uh, though. Not like, like a cor- not, Concorde. No, not like a droop snoot, uh. but all above. Yeah, my so my my sophomore year um, intro to aerospace design class, the first day we walk in. The professor comes in and she says, all right, everybody, write down your favorite aircraft on this note card and, and we'll talk about a few of them. And so I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't really know uh, anything about aircraft. Like, bro, like I've, fl- I've flown Lufthansa. Like, that's my favorite aircraft. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I've flown to Germany. Like, 
my favorite aircraft is Lufthansa, you know. <laughs> like, that, that's an aircraft company, bro. That's like, some German engineering right I there. didn't know. It's an airline, right? There, there are yes, kids, like, are. being like, oh, yeah, mine's, you know, F-35B. Just love the VTOL on it. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what VTOL yeah. means. <laughs> so, I mean, going back to, like, high school, I had favorite rockets, but I knew nothing about aircraft. What was your favorite rocket? <sighs> I mean, probably just, like, Falcon 9. Mm. Um, you know, like Crew Dragon Falcon Nine, just like nice, really cool. Mm. Um, yeah, Donovan, also like Donovan, What was your Devon? favorite Apollo mission? My favorite Apollo mission. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know, eleven. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I actually started, like my aerospace major, you know, I made it like a conscious effort to sit down and be like, okay, what aircraft do I vibe with? Like okay. that was the thing I did. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew that I'd get asked it, right? So uh, I settled on the F-22 Raptor just because it's, like, the coolest looking aircraft to me. Mm. Mm. But, yeah, like, I think one of the things that surprised me the most about this internship so far is just, like, not only, like, where everyone's coming from, but, like, how interested and, like, obsessed people are with aerospace. And it's, like, infectious working here. Like, coming out of this internship, like... It has definitely spread on me. I guess I was wondering, like, what are y'all's, like, biggest surprises about working at Hermius and what you not expect and, I guess, learn along the way? That's a really good question. Um, for me, I think it was the culture of people here, right? I know you say it in a technical mindset. I'm thinking more of, like, a social or personable mindset. Mm. Um, everyone here is so talkative, so friendly. They love what they do. And they're just generally fun. And I can't say that I've had that experience at other aerospace companies. People here, like, they take the work very seriously, but they also play hard. And I really respect that. Like, you know, after hours, everyone is just having a good time. Right. Yeah. What about you, Donovan? Yeah. I mean, I'd say it's kind of like a, like a very friendly, but also like, you know, like no bullshit environment. Like, like uh, you're able to like, you know, everybody gets their chance to like, really give, you know, valuable input and, you know, actually contribute. Um, you know, you know, it's still a relatively small company, so, you know, usually what you're responsible for, like, you have to be accountable for that. And so, um, but then also it's like, since everybody's so friendly, it's like you have, like, these, you know, so many bright minds to just, you know, ask questions and just talk about it, uh, your project or their project, and, you know, you end up learning a ton. Yeah, I think for me, one of the things that really stood out to me, like the first or second week, is seeing everybody handle three, four, like five different things at one time and deliver on answers, whether they're, whether, whether they're super exact or not, and then keep moving forward. Like, I remember sitting in those meetings, sitting at the treehouse in Site 27, like just listening to what everyone's saying. And it's like, oh, yeah, I did that the other day. Oh, yeah, no, that thing, yeah, we got all those numbers, like, yeah, today, this morning. Mm -hmm. And then they're, like, talking about their to-dos, and I just remember, like, I like Phil being like, oh, yeah, no, I can get you that today, and then later today, you know, I'll get you this, these numbers as well. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, bro, I can concentrate on one thing at one time, I think, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Like, give me something and give me two months and I'll be good. Mm -hmm. um, and so that level of, like, Attent like being able to handle all those things just blew my mind. Mm. Definitely. It's definitely like one of the big things about starting out that I know we all kind of experienced is like 
what we I guess what it said here is like drinking from the fire hose where there's just like so much going on in those first few weeks and it really feels like you don't know anything and you're just trying to absorb everything. 100%. Did you feel overwhelmed in your first oh, few I weeks? Oh, I felt very overwhelmed. As did I. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like, it's it really better. neat. Yeah, it gets better, but it's also really cool because you're learning so, so much. Mm. Like, I guess, like, maybe it's a little overwhelming because there's a lot coming at you. But, like, I can confidently say that I've just learned so much from being around here and, like, hearing everything going on. All right, Carter, if you, what's your, like, what's your, like, number one take home? Like, what is the thing that has fundamentally changed the way that you are a per- as a person? Oh, man. Oh, wow. Um, I think for me, it's not like a specific concept, but really the way that I operate as an engineer and think about things, especially like in a more corporate setting. Um, I feel like this isn't super uncommon, but like just I generally feel like I'm more of a perfectionist and I have to get things 100% right. But um, especially like with some of the work I'm doing, which which is like CFD, um, like getting things 100% right takes a lot of time. Um, and one thing we talk about here is kind of having like the 80% solution. Like it takes, what people say is like, it takes 20% of the time to get 80% of the answer and then 80% of the time to get the last 20%. Uh, I, I feel like I spend so much time just trying to get that last 20% when a lot of the times like it doesn't make or break anything and you can kind of like move on and not waste time. And I think just like, approaching problems be um like being aware of what scope is needed to solve the problem and like be willing to kind of let go and move on because that last 20 percent isn't super critical yeah no i experienced the same thing there's a lot of uncertainty with a lot of the stuff that we do Mm -hmm. especially because a lot of this stuff has not been done before um and i know in engineering classes they kind of tell you it's like Make, you make or break it, right? You have to get it 100%. Right. Like, have a fully robust system. Yeah, and, like, submitting and an assignment that's 80% done. No, you... Yeah, I mean... You never do You'll that. get a B, I it's guess. Like, it's but, like the thing where they're like, oh, yeah, you get two decimals wrong, and the bridge will collapse, and somebody will die. Like... Yes. That's yes, what they tell Tacoma you, bridge you know? Moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, no, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of that, and then also what we say a lot here, live in the yield. Live in I've kind of had to grow to accept yeah. that. And yeah, what other sayings are there? It's all oh, about the so rates. Many. It's all about the oh, life. Yeah, it's all, all about, about the rates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. There's Living so many sayings here. Like, hiddle. I just found out what hiddle oh, meant this yeah. week. I think avionics will talk more about that. That's something we were talking about earlier. Like, there are a lot of things here that I kind of just, like, went through a lot of the internship, like, not knowing what they meant. Like, when, <laughs> yeah. when Anthony goes blip-blop. Yeah. That, yeah. Like, yeah, or, like, for you, like, hiddle. One thing that, like, I didn't know what it meant until, like, maybe a month ago was, like, scope and, like, scope creep. People just threw that around all the time. And I was like, I don't know what you're like. What y'all are talking about. Yeah, exactly. I was like, Mm. I don't know what y'all are talking about. You kind of learn to use the lingo. And maybe as us interns, we don't know necessarily what it means, but I'll be saying that. And I don't think I know what scope creep is either, but I I say scope creep. Throw it in, hope nobody notices. Yeah, exactly. Dude, for me, it's going to be, I'm always going to say this from now on, but like, oh, let's just turn this knob. Oh, knobs to turn. There's so many. Yeah. Well, I think uh, now's a good time to kind of switch out. The prop team with some of our avionics interns. Yeah, so. they can start talking about stuff that I have no idea about, which will be great. <laughs> I can learn something today. All right. Hello. Hi. How are you, Carter? Oh, I'm great. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we can just get started with the same introductions that we did. So, you know, name, where you go to school, what year you are, and I guess what you do at Hermia. So, 
Lena, want to get started? Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Lena Elbert. I go to UIC, University of Illinois, Chicago. This would have been the end of my third year, but obviously I took the semester off to work here. Um, I mostly worked on making an avionics bay. I've done a couple other side projects, but that has been my main thing. It's been kind of like interesting being the mechanical engineer on the avionics team. Uh, yeah, that's definitely an uh, interesting experience. Learned a lot. I'm Talia. I am a third year at the University of Southern California. Um, I study electrical engineering, and at Hermes, I've kind of like run like the full gamut of like what you can do in EE at an aerospace company. Like my first project was harnessing, second project was PCB design, and my current project is like embedded systems and embedded software. So yeah. I'm Adrian. Um, I'm, I'm an aerospace engineer uh, at Georgia Tech. Uh, at Hermes, I'm a GMC engineer, and I've, I deal with a variety of projects involving uh, simulations. What does GNC mean? So GNC, for people who don't know, is Guidance, Navigation, and Control, and that deals with all the algorithms that go into guiding the aircraft where it needs to go, uh, knowing where it is in space, and controlling it so it could get where it needs to go. Hmm. Yeah, I think one of the, uh, I guess, things that's been really interesting about the internship here is, like, we do a lot of things at the company, but I feel like we also do a lot of things outside. And when I, like, hear about the avionics team, y'all do the most stuff outside of your internship with your team. So I was like, what, what's been, like, the coolest thing you've done outside of work or at work, either one that isn't work itself? Yeah, like the whole avionics team actually went climbing yesterday. We're supposed to get many petties at some point. I'm still sore. <laughs> I'm still sore. <laughs> um, but yeah, we do. I think climbing yesterday was fun. Um, oh, just for like a little bit of context, Talia and I go climbing most days after work. Yeah. Um, and we kind of suggested this team outing for like the comedic factor of watching our teammates try to climb. Yes. <laughs> That's why y'all are not sore. I'm still sore from yesterday. Oh, I'm sore. Don't, don't uh, sore. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> That was fun, though. Yeah, I think we went to Top Golf once too. Yeah. We did. They didn't. They didn't have the chicken tenders, which is like what you go to Top Golf for. Which is oh yeah, we got wings. Yeah, that oh, was so yeah. messed up. They also had those uh, little donut bites with an injectable uh, fudge and jelly. Um, yeah, that was that was really. That good. might have been the highlight of the internship. <laughs> that was the highlight. <laughs> so, so Talia, when you go to Top Golf, it's not for the golf; it's for the chicken tendies. No. Okay. Golf is like. Hot take: Golf is evil, so <laughs> you're not gonna find me at Top Golf just to play golf. I'm there for the food and the vibe with the, with the people, you know, the homies. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I think that we've done this semester that's like super cool is we had our like little intern games. Oh yeah. Um, do you guys like the intern games? I feel yes. like I originally they're so much fun. <laughs> I actually love them. Thank you so much for making them, Alina. <laughs> kind of stressful to plan honestly like the entire so like yeah they're held on 4 30 on thursdays 4 30 to 5 and like from lunch to four i'm like scrambling to get stuff together i'm like out like we did what was the newspaper one the bridge yeah the, the bridge the bridge yeah. with the tape and the newspaper i had to go to four stores to try to find a newspaper to buy yeah it's all digital these days like and then this lady saw me like buying a stack of newspaper at a Publix, and she looked at me like i was crazy <laughs> yeah for for context this, <laughs> like, yeah, this internship, we've been doing these, like, intern games that uh, Alina created. Um, and I guess, like, every week on Thursday, we have a, an engineering competition between all the interns, and we all compete. And, and so, the full-time people also yeah, yeah. 
Jordan and Tima with right. us. Yeah. yeah, so sometimes we're paired up with like a full-time engineer. And yeah. Everyone comes on out and watches it. And it's super fun. We did uh, we did like a building a boat. We did an air like a paper airplane, and then we did a bridge. Yeah. And I guess we have one more finale next Tuesday. Yeah, big finale. Um, I don't even know what the game is yet. <laughs> I still have to play it. Also, I love how like I make the game and I make the rules and everything, but you guys have started doing this where you like present on your solution to the game. Yes, everything at Hermes has to have a story behind it. Like, yeah, someone even connected it to the parables once. That oh. was so cool. <laughs> I still haven't won any of them. I know Carter here has won, like, at least two. I think Carter and Talia are in the top three. Yeah. yeah. They're, they, I consistently maybe come in, like, second, third place. but and At least they're not consistently last. That's yeah. what matters. Yeah. <laughs> who's last right now? Oh, I know who's last. Probably Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think, yeah, it's Jason. Then I think Shiva's ninth. <laughs> Excellent. It's okay. I'm eighth. I'm eighth. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting because, like, everything we do here, like, kind of ends up getting presented in some shape or form. So, like, at every intern game, it's like, oh, you built something, talk about it. And, uh, you know, everything kind of gets connected to, uh, like, our, our parables we have. I guess, like, we have four of them, right? What, P80, Hollywood, Wagyu, and... I forgot the last yeah. one. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, oh, like, isn't it like Midnight something? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Minutes to Midnight. midnight. Yes. Yeah. So basically like these four stories about, um, I guess like all different situations, but kind of like supposedly are supposed to be, like they're supposed to be the way we think about engineering problems and handle things. And I guess someone just started connecting them to the parables and then we're like, I guess we all got to do that. <laughs> so... Oh, I always think it's hilarious when, like, an HR person beats, like, the lead of avionics mm-hmm. and the lead of structure. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it, like, the the boat yeah. one? Natalie, Natalie's group won. That was messed up. I like, was not team. My group totally should have gotten second, but they stole it. I don't... That was enough. Because you get style points. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Mm. All right. Yeah, what's, like... I know... I think the interesting thing about the avionics team is y'all have done, like, so many different things. Um, what's like been the favorite thing you've worked on while you're an intern? My first month here, I was working on one of the most important sensors on the aircraft. And that really surprises me about like what this internship, uh, does for interns. Like we were given really, really, really important tasks. Uh, so my sensor was, uh, INS and that's the inertial navigation system. Um, my first task was to go out there and test it. I ended up getting a, a van and stuff, driving that baby around um, and doing a ground vehicle tests. Uh, and then that led up to uh, a lot more tests on, the, on that uh, very important sensor of ours. I remember yeah. you showed like a super cool plot of your van driving around like the whole area. Oh, yeah, that was, that was super fun. Yeah, I, like, I love showing off. Uh, didn't you also like put it on a cart and run around behind the building? That's how it started. <laughs> that's how it started. <laughs> And I was sitting on that cart, and how do you push me around? So that, yeah, that was super fun. So it was it was just me sitting on a cart, holding up uh, an insanely inspe- expensive uh, sensor, uh, just rolling it around the backyard. This is the future of hypersonics, right mm. here. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I mean, but what you're saying is definitely true. Like the, I feel like all the projects we collectively, as an intern cohort, have worked on have all been like very important, and that's like. It's scary, but also very cool at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Like, being in charge of 14,000 feet of cable, like, being the point of contact for harnessing for, like, our test cells is definitely scary, and I was not expecting it. 
Um, but like literally on the second day of my internship, my manager was like, yo, so this is your project. Um, go do it. Here are the people who you can manage. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, cool. And that's like, I was kind of just expected to like do it and push things along. And like, obviously I got help, but like I was the one like at the forefront, which was daunting, but also I learned a lot from that. So, mm. yeah. It's harnessing the favorite thing you've done so far? No. So I would not like any <laughs> LinkedIn messages about harnessing. Um, please do not reach out to me about that. What has? Like, what's been your favorite? Um, probably PCB design. It's like, I don't know. It's honestly, it's kind of like as much of an art as it is like engineering. Um, I really enjoyed like calculating the different values of things and like getting like different like ICs to work together. Um, and also just like, I don't know. It's, I think it's better than like real CAD because it's only in 2D and you don't have to like deal with like tolerance. Well, you don't have to deal with like the annoying tolerancing and like, you know, moving things around and assemblies. It's so much simpler, but yeah, definitely PCB design is like my favorite thing I've done here. Hmm. What about you, Alina? My favorite thing? Um, I think I just got moved on to a new project, which is actually like a GNC project. Um, it's super cool. I think also because it's like really fresh and I was, my last project kind of lasted forever. <laughs> um, but I don't, I also liked all the little like side projects you kind of get into. Like when we were working on the Notre Dame cell or like even helping to lead out with harnessing, which you just needed hands. Like that's kind of when you do like the late nights and you get to talk to people and learn really outside of your field. I think that was super fun. And you get t-shirts. Out of yeah. T-shirts and like boba parties. This yes. is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to talk about that a little bit. Oh yeah. So we had, we had an event um, for harnessing, a harnessing party, if you may have called. Let's get wired. Yeah. Let's get <laughs> wired. Uh, name courtesy of one of our technicians. He was great. But yeah, like we just had like a bunch of people from like different teams and like even non-technical folks come out and like drink boba and get a lot done with like the harnessing that we need to do for our like yeah we had like rihanna playing on the big screen right? yes she was yeah. supposed to come but i think something came up so she's <laughs> gonna make it <laughs> yeah. um yeah i also did want to talk to like we do get really important projects like kind of you guys kind of both mentioned it but like my avionics bay project like it kind of resulted in me getting all the leads in a room and like getting them to realize that they had to fight about this project. Um, and as an intern, I was not expecting to have to do that. Um, and like getting that presentation together and that meeting together was kind of stressful. But then once I like sat back and watched the chaos I had created, it kind of felt worth it. Yeah. It feels weird telling people who have like more years of experience than you do, like years of being alive, like, oh, you need to get on top of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, right. no, you need to give me answers right now. <laughs> I think equally terrifying is when you're doing work and, like, some expert on this subject, like, looks over your shoulder and you're like, oh, shit, like, my work is being inspected right now. And then they just kind of, like, walk away and it's like... I passed the test. Did I? Like, <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> or, like, what's even worse when you're like, oh, like, I'm sure this is taking me forever. And they're like, and you, like, expect them to be like, it's okay. Like, this, this takes everyone forever. And they're like... Mm, this is a learning opportunity for you. <laughs> That's true. I think uh, to add to what Alina was saying, um, that a lot of our projects end up uh, relating to other uh, specialties. So we're all avionics interns here, but we're going to be working directly with the other teams. And a lot of our projects have us do that. Like, say I need uh, a part made by a technician uh, we'll go over there and we'll actually see how it's, you know, cut on our, on our, uh, 
water on our uh, water cutting machine, uh, and uh, we'll be interacting with people from propulsion uh, structures, literally anything. Yeah. Yeah, I think my biggest like shock coming here was in school projects. Like all your assumptions are given to you, and like you just have to solve for an answer. But like when actually making this stuff, you have to make it for reality. Like you have to leave room for like wrenches to turn and hands to fit, and like. Well, can it actually get manufactured once I leave this internship? Who's taking it on? Like, actually constraining your own problems and figuring it all out was kind of like, geez, got to get on it. Mm -hmm. That's something I didn't, like, really, I guess, consider before, like, working at an engineering company is, like, documentation is crazy important because you never know, like, where you might drop off work and someone else might pick up. I've gotten really good with, like... uh the like using the macros and confluence to make everything like look nice in your page yeah <laughs> graphic design is my passion <laughs> wait didn't you put like a gotham on your pcb i did yes <laughs> instead of like putting the hermes logo on one of my pcbs which is what uh antony does i the max team for some reason says gotham a lot no so it's just, just antony <laughs> okay yeah i guess yeah it is just antony but yeah just to make fun of him I stylized Gotham into like the Hermes like bulbit font. One of the things that makes me most jealous about like y'all are as a team is y'all have like your own kind of like desk setup outside of the factory office space where everyone else works. Yeah. And y'all always have like dogs out there too. Mm-hmm. We have a new dog on the Avionics team. Rari? Yes. Yeah. Rari. She's yeah. amazing. The cutest. She falls asleep in my lap a lot. It's wonderful. Aw. Who's the best dog sitter out of the three of y'all? Well, it was DeAndre, DeAndre. and then DeAndre got a puppy. <laughs> and now oh, yeah. I, de- I dog sit DeAndre's puppy. <laughs> I think, like, coming into this internship, that was the thing I was maybe the most excited about, being in a dog-friendly office. Um, I don't think they, ha- they don't have it anymore, but on the website, there used to be, like, pictures of each dog, like, each yeah. company dog, and they had their own little title as well. They had their job title, like... Uh, propulsion engineer yeah, aerodynamics um, yeah those are the best uh, yeah. but it's really cool like you'll be working uh at a at your desk or whatever and you just feel like a wet nose like start touching your feet or something and you're like what's what's under the desk and i'm like hey han what are you doing bro oh han is so good at that yeah. uh han is like always right behind me and whenever he wants attention he will put his like snout under my hand and lift it <laughs> off of my mouth to like pet him oh, but he's a little trash monster Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. You got to hide the trash cans. Sweet. Well, I guess that uh, can wrap up our little avionics section. So if you want to get the structures people out here. Dang, this is so weird. Okay. Got to listen to your own voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I guess we can just get started with uh, introductions again. So, Cal. I'm Cal. I'm a junior at Purdue on the Structures Interim Team. That's it? Yeah. I, that's, all, that's all you got? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, have, what have you been working on? What have you been, what have you been doing? Sorry. Uh, I've <laughs> been working on building out the thermal testing lab. Um, so we're working on testing really high temperature parts, like the leading edge of the aircraft. Yeah. Cal has a flamethrower, <laughs> like a massive flamethrower. Yeah. 
actually best we, purchase uh, of the industry. got a big three inch uh, flamethrower and I got to toast a bunch of things with it. Oh yeah! Before you started doing your thermal things, I was doing my own thermal things with like a little heat gun. I could get things up to like 600 degrees Fahrenheit, and then you come in with like a flamethrower and you just torch things. Got to torch everything. Oh, that's yeah, so and then cool. we got we got two more after that, so now yeah. we got three flamethrowers. Actually, we got three flamethrowers. Yeah. What we do we need three, three for? Making uh, bigger s'mores. Okay, obviously. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so I guess I'm next. Um, so my name is Kojo Bukwisechi. Um I'm a third year uh, aerospace engineering student at Georgia Tech. And I'm also on the structures engineering team as an intern this semester. Um, and so what I've been working on is designing the wing leading edge. And, uh, yeah, basically taking it through uh, conceptual design to analysis through testing. Um, so a lot of my project has been interfacing with Cal's project. And we've been kind of working uh, apart but together on just, like, getting everything set for testing the parts that I've been designing. So uh, that's what I've been working on. Yeah. Uh, I'll finish up. I'm Reed Fly. I'm also a third year aerospace engineering major at Georgia Tech. Um, technically, I'm a structures intern. Um, my project has... Uh, talk about scope creep. Uh, my project <laughs> has been the definition of scope creep. But um, <clears throat> I started as structures and I was going to do some materials qualification for some additively manufactured titanium. So we were going to like 3D print titanium and then pull it apart on the tensile test frame and see how it performed to see if we can like print the entire airplane. Um, but we've had some uh, manufacturer issues to say the least with our equipment vendors. And so I've shifted into a little bit of a manufacturing engineering intern role um, I've helped to stand up some machine shop capabilities here with some CNC machining and some water jetting. Um, and then we were finally going to get that uh, 3D printer online. And so just as I'm leaving, someone will have to take over the project that I was going to do. So, Oh, man. <laughs> I think that's one of the like really interesting things that I've kind of experienced with my internship, though, is like the scope of your internship and like what you're doing isn't hard to find. Like I kind of came in with... Uh, some things that my manager kind of wanted me to look at, but you know, you know, you're able to like help other people out and like start to do other things. So like thermal testing was never something I anticipated doing. Um, but like, you know, people are always there to like help each other out and you got to lend a hand here and there. So that's something I got like really involved in super quickly. I was wondering if like y'all felt the same way about, I guess, I don't know. Like is what you're doing kind of like, scope? yeah, is what you're doing scope. like what <laughs> your project was meant to be? Um, it is, but I think kind of what you said too, it's, uh, it ebbs and flows. Like there's so much change going on within the company that then also because you are fully owning your project and contributing to the company as a whole, like there are certain things that as those things change, your project also changes. And you have to keep a uh, good track of how that impacts your project and how that influences, like, how I talk to Cal about certain things and what I tell her and what I don't <laughs> until I actually have the 80% solution for that change. And um, like me, I was supposed to take my project through testing by the time I leave. Um, but we got through some you know, some rough quoting stuff and just like material changes and a bunch of other things that I had to, you know, 
be ready to adjust. I mean, the design changed so many times as well. Mm -hmm. um, and mainly that was because of new requirements, things that I had to keep track of. Um, and overall, like now, you know, I have the fully fleshed out design, but somebody's going to have to take it and pick it up through that testing. So like sometimes you also have to de-scope and be okay with that. And like it was a little disappointing at first, but I know that my product is going to be a lot better that way. And so like, I mean, it's all about just adjusting to as things come, I guess. That's something that I've had to learn. What about you, Cal? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really think that I was going to be working kind of as much with physical parts as I was, but I'm building like an enclosure out of bricks, which you don't really think bricks when you think aircraft company. Um, and so just seeing the different ways in which my project goes and getting to help out with other people's projects has been really fun too. Like working with helping um, with the Notre Dame, Notre Dame test cell setting up. I did a lot of work with that and that was really cool getting to see like all the different areas in the company. Mm. Yeah. Learn awesome. like seven skills in a week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of hardware experience yeah. right there. How much did you have to yeah. learn about like brick? Uh, more than I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I had to I you came to me and we're like, yo, can you water jet a brick? And I was like, <laughs> I can water jet metal. I can water jet plastic. I don't know if I can water jet brick. So we lined up some bricks and we just cut it on the water jet. And believe it or not, it works. What? You can cut yeah. bricks in half on a water jet. It works okay. beautifully. <clears throat> That's awesome. It was like, it was a fantastic cut too. It was like perfectly even except for the first brick which was like massively crooked because neither of us really looked to make we, sure we it was straight about, we don't talk about the first brick <laughs> never talk about the first i threw brick. it in the dumpster there's no evidence uh, okay yeah. one of the things that uh i guess like recently happened is we kind of all changed where we sit in the office so popcorn seating. yeah popcorn seating how do y'all feel about popcorn seating who, who wants to take this one because i have i have i have a lot Go for I, it. <laughs> Go for it. Here's the thing. Like, I, I have mixed feelings about it. I like it because it definitely made me get up and, like, find people. Um, but, like, in the first couple of weeks, you know, the website, it used to have, like, the names and the faces of, like, the people that you would need to talk to. So, like, before I got up from my seat, I would just, like, quickly go on the website on my phone. <laughs> yeah. and, like, see, like, okay, James. James looks like this. I'm going to find him over here, and I'm going to go. So then I, like, after they updated the website. And they removed everything. And they, removed they took all the every picture yeah. of anybody. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I should have taken a screenshot like, of that. I have no idea who anybody is now. Because I, I sat, like, now I sit in the center of the office. But before, I sat in, like, the back corner. So, like, yeah. when I got up, it was with a purpose. Like, I had to know exactly where I was going. And so, like, um, I think it was good for just, like, stepping out of my comfort zone in that respect of, like, actually seeking out help. Um, but, yeah, sometimes it, it, can, it can get, it can, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to <laughs> talk too much. So. Oh, man. It was, yeah. Particularly the first couple of days, having to relearn where everybody sits. Yeah, I walked around the office looking like a fool more times <laughs> than I want to count. Just like, where am I going? I'm trying to find this person. They used to sit right here, and then I'm just like stumbling around. Like, where are they? Turns out they're just like out in the factory or something. They're not even on the office floor. So I just spent five minutes like looking around the office floor and did not find anyone. Honestly, sometimes I would like I would 
get up to find someone and then after walking around like a lost puppy for like two minutes, I would just go to the break room to pretend like I was going to grab a snack. Yeah, the classic. But that's not what I was doing. I was just lost. I was like, where are you? Oh, man. So good to know that I'm not the only person that did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. It was so much easier on like the first round of popcorn seating because I was like right next to the break room. And so I was like, man, I eat more snacks than I probably should have because the break room was like right there. But what was I going to do? Like, I, I got up, didn't find who I was looking for. It was like, got to go somewhere. Break room. Snacks. They've got good snacks. How can you resist? Oh, yeah. What's yeah. your favorite thing to get from the break room? Well, they have sometimes, like, the ice cream cones, like the drumsticks or whatever. Those are pretty mm-hmm. good. And then they've got, like, the fruit bars that are, like, the really hippie, like, just fruit, organic ones. That They're so good. <laughs> those are good. Oh, yeah, about the ice cream cones, I, I wouldn't know because... Uh, I'm lactose intolerant, uh, so mm. I can't really, yeah. What a shame. It, Unfortunate. It, you're missing out. Yeah. <laughs> just so you know. Just so you know. I remember the first day where we got the drumsticks, like, someone walked out with a drumstick, and everyone just looked at them like, where'd you get that? And <laughs> they were like, it's in the break room. And everyone just, like, ran there. And <laughs> it like, was in ten, unison. Ten people came out Dude. all eating their drumsticks. Sweets <laughs> disappear so fast at this place. Oh, yeah. Every, it's... it's Man, anytime it's like chocolate, particularly, I don't know what it is about this company and chocolate, but it disappears so quick. You have to be just like <laughs> some chocolate sitting on. You're like, oh, that's nice. I'm gonna come get some in a couple hours when I need a break. You come back in a couple hours, there is nothing. It is barren. It's been picked over. Yeah, it's insane. We got some chocolate covered almonds this morning. I'm gonna bet <clears throat> they're already gone. <laughs> They were, like, nearly empty by the time I got here. There's no way those are left. I'm not even, like, a chocolate-covered almond guy, but one time I was in the break room, and I was, like, hovering over them, and someone looked at me, and they were like, you're going to go for those chocolate-covered almonds? Good choice. And I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Can't say no now. (laughs) I was like, well, I guess I I got to grab a handful. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I mean, speaking of sweets, have we we already talked about the whole uh, donut situation oh, oh that is uh, <laughs> oh that's that's really good to talk about information security yeah, yeah. it security yeah so that, i guess it's that's important. something that yeah you know we take a lot of we take seriously um like anytime you get up and leave your desk like locking your computer so we do a little thing where it's like if you leave your computer unlocked and someone like gets to your computer they can type in like i'm bringing donuts tomorrow and then and then you have to bring donuts cuz you you said, it's a legal requirement you it's, said it's so. written in the constitution yep. yeah. it's in the hermes bylaws like, <laughs> I, I don't know we, we do have those right yeah sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the employee there. handbook somewhere they're there it's, somewhere it's but there. but this is something that started like this semester while we were interning and those first few days where we instituted it and like people started doing it was donuts every single day. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, people no. got got <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, like, actually, it was every day when we... Yeah, for quite a like, while. Yep. Monday through Friday, someone got got. Have any day. of the interns been got yet? No. No. I think, well, I think Jason. one of them did. Shiva got got, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, Shiva did. got got. Yep. Yeah, he did. It was, it was early on, too, and he, yeah. got, he got pranked. <laughs> the, oh, rest of us, the rest of us have uh, stayed. Have, have any of you, like gotten somebody though yes. like who's who's the menace I among us like, may who? have gotten someone once okay but they did not even bring in donuts so okay. <laughs> i think i, I, I think i've gotten like people t- two times now but like there have definitely been cases where it's like i see someone's open computer but they're like 
really, really important here. And I'm like, I don't know if I should do this. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Quick way I think to get that, gone. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I've just, done, I've seen that once or twice too. So I usually only do it with people like I'm pretty close with. That makes uh, sense. Like people on my team. That makes sense. But, um, I'm going to, I'm going to have a little honesty hour here. There, um, this is an aside, but like when, when Michael first started working here, he used to leave. He's behind the camera. Shout out Michael. <laughs> What's up, bro? Uh, when he first started working here, he would leave his laptop unlocked a lot. And like every time I would look at it and I was like, mm. I could get this man. And then I was like, <laughs> I really don't want to. So I would lock his computer every time. So oh, like, dang. I got you, bro. Coach is the nice just, one of the company. So you know, I was going to say, like, like that's, <laughs> that's some integrity, right? Like there. literally, I don't know. I didn't have it in me to get anybody, but I've seen so many that I'm like, man. Yeah, there, there was a time I was like just like walking around the office and someone had their back turned to their laptop, like probably four feet away from it, but they had their back turned. And I started to approach it and they like saw me out of the corner of their eye and they were like, no. Don't, <laughs> even, don't even think about it. <laughs> said, nah. Uh, yeah. right. What is, uh, man, we've been here for a while. Uh, for I guess for context, this is our almost last week here it's our penultimate week. penultimate oh, week big words <laughs> that's a good big word. words yeah vocabulary lessons and they here. say they say engineers can't spell Ooh. oh i i yeah kojo spell that spelling don't put me on the spot yeah don't make um, me spell that <laughs> uh i guess like what is your biggest takeaway about like what it means to be an engineer or like i don't know leaving this internship what are y'all taking with y'all I think there's a lot of, like, you need to use just a lot of common sense and, like, just get stuff done. And you have to talk to vendors a lot. And it's always going to be the fasteners that cause you the issue. Like, it's always the smallest thing. You have a perfect design that works beautifully. And then someone asks you what fasteners you're using. And you don't have an answer. And your entire design is, like, you got to go back to the drawing board. Mm. That uh, sounds like an oddly specific story. Yeah, that's right. like, that sounds does that come Does that come from personal experience? That sounds personal. I haven't learned that um, the hard way, really, but I've heard a lot of stories, and there's always just, like, the one little detail that you miss, mm. and half the time it's the fasteners. It hasn't usually been that for me, but it's always, like, there's so much, like, detail work, and then also a lot of talking to vendors. There's so much Googling and finding vendors. Oh, okay. Um, I don't, so much, honestly. <laughs> like, I feel like every week there's been something that's like a life lesson. But um, I think the two biggest ones for me is like be okay with being wrong. Kind of like I, I think I'm pretty sure you talked about this earlier. Like we really couldn't hear you guys from where we were standing. But like as someone who considers themselves a perfectionist, like it's so easy to – tell yourself i can't mess this up because they expect me to get it right mm-hmm. but like as an intern you're not expected to get it right like you know what i mean you are eventually but there's some learning involved because yeah. they give you a project that's meant to stretch you and meant to grow you so um i think that perspective really uh is what changed in that like now i'm a lot more open to sharing what i do on a daily basis where before like i would actually like struggle in silence a lot in my first couple weeks but like now i'm a lot more open to be told like yeah that doesn't make any sense (laughs) and just be like okay i'll go try it again um i think that's something that i've taken away and will like definitely apply and then also like how much of 
like your success is actually up to you. Like there have been so many times where I've asked my manager a question like, hey, uh, should I do this or should I do that? And he's like, you're the designer, it's up to you. Uh, and I'm yeah. like, uh, oh, <laughs> answer, answer <laughs> that's a big one. You know what I mean, it's like, oh, it's up to me. Yeah, you're right. So um, just realizing how much power you have, trusting your, trusting your gut sometimes. Sometimes it's a gut feeling that you have to go with until like analysis proves something or mm-hmm. somebody tells you you're wrong and you just have to, you know, learn where you went wrong. But I think uh, both of those tie in together where it's just like, do learn from failure and then keep moving forward like yeah yeah i think like related there have been a lot of times where like someone is like why'd you do it that way that you did it and i'm like yeah i don't know literally (laughs) because it's like it's a gut feeling and a lot of the stuff i've done is very conceptual and it's like Mm -hmm. i don't have a really solid reason why and it's just like it's what i feel and what seems like it'd be right to me Mm -hmm. but oh yeah and i think it's kind of read I, I promise i will let you go my guy i think it's kind of <laughs> cool how how much they actually trust us as interns as yeah well, to like make certain decisions that like before i like i don't think even in a research lab like they would trust me that much yeah mm-hmm. i mean it quarter horse is going to fly with parts that we designed yeah and parts that interns designed and analyzed and, and checked over and tested <laughs> yeah like literally that is kind of insane like this this thing is it's so technically complex with so many moving parts and such razor thin margins that we're working with and there's hardware on there that the interns took something from concept through to fruition and it's gonna fly on the airplane and that is really freaking cool like that is an incredible level of ownership that we're given here but i mean for me i also just had to not to, to like drone on about a company parable, but like move quickly and pivot quickly because my internship started, like I said, with we were going to do this metal 3D printing and we were going to test that. That was supposed to be set up three months ago. It's still not set up now. That's a long story. But I have in the meantime, like cut parts on the water jet, including some bricks. I have gotten like the CNC mill up and working. I've done a little bit of design work. I've picked up a bunch of little things here and there, um, kind of building towards a little bit, a very different project than I came in here expecting. But I still feel like, you know, I was able to make a meaningful impact on on where Quarter Horse is headed and where the company's headed. But having to pivot quickly was interesting. Yeah. I think it's also important, like, kind of building off of what you were saying about trusting yourself, like, knowing when you have to do the research to back up the decision you made versus mm-hmm. when you have to know, like, there's just not really the research to back up this very specific decision I made. I'm just going to have to make a decision and move on if this is a low stakes thing and, like, figure it out as I go. Yeah. Kind of like trusting that gut, but knowing when you have to really verify it with something that's already out there. The mm-hmm. infamous analysis <laughs> paralysis. Yeah. I got caught by it many a time. Yeah. <laughs> but... I prevailed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I made it out. So, yeah. I guess I guess for me like the biggest thing that I've kind of valued is like being confident in yourself because it's very easy like as an intern to be like, wow, everyone around me is just like way smarter than me cuz it's true. But like yeah. There like I think there has been like at least one instance where, you know, 
blindly trusting the people around you just because you think they're smarter has kind of like failed me because it turned out that like I was right or maybe not that I was right, but they were actually wrong. Uh, and if you're not like, I guess, holding other engineers accountable and like double checking what they're saying instead of like blindly accepting it, it can like kind of bite you in the butt. Like it, I think I probably lost a week of time kind of like twiddling my fingers because I didn't know something was working. And it's because I just accepted something someone told me as a fact. Um, and like, you know, diving deeper into it, it necessarily wasn't true. Trust, but verify. Exactly. Yes. But, uh, yeah. I mean, one of the hardest things for me to figure out and something that like through performance reviews, like, and also some self-reflection on what was going on, like it, it really came to my attention that like sometimes I was struggling with being able to put my foot down and say, no, I think this is the right decision and here's why. Like being able to take ownership and... You know, sometimes you got to like fly in the face of what your manager or someone higher up or, or a peer is telling you and say, I this is this is the way that I can show you why I think it's the right way. And unless you can show me with more convincing evidence that it's the wrong way, I'm going to move forward with this way and not just being like, yeah, OK, I'll just do whatever it is. Like, I'll, I'll change directions here. But like taking that autonomy is and it's hard because you have to find a balance. Right. Because mm -hmm. there are certainly some times when I was pretty man, I was sure I, ma I had made the right choice. I was like, yes, I've done the analysis. I made the choice here. And then like, you know, I show the design to, to somebody higher up and they're like, gotcha. You didn't think of this uh. or this or this. And like, yeah. <laughs> but then there are some times when, like, you truly did. Like, you made the right call, and being willing to stand up for yourself a little bit is has been <clears throat> it's something I've definitely gotten better at over time because I've had to do it here. Mm. So it's been pretty interesting. Right. I guess kind of, like, building on that, like, if you had to give a piece of advice to maybe, like, a future Hermes intern or maybe just, like, an engineering intern in general, what would that piece of advice be? Treat yourself like a full-time employee. Obviously, don't, you know, assume that you're always right about everything. But, yeah, really trust yourself and accept that you have ownership of your project. And all the design decisions are made by you and you get input on them. But they're made by you and they're your responsibility if they go excellent and you get praise or if they go wrong and you got to start over. Mm. Yeah, that, the latter has <laughs> happened to me more than once, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, going off of that, trusting yourself, being okay to make, being okay with making mistakes. I think that's the, that was my biggest, I guess, like fatal flaw during the early phase of my internship. And sometimes like it creeps back up on me, but I'm, I'm keeping it in check. Like, you know, we only got a week left, so I, I got it at this point, but just don't obsess over being right. Just you should obsess over getting stuff done. And what I mean by that is, like, if you hit a roadblock, ask questions, ask as many dumb questions as you can, um, and then just move forward with whatever understanding you get from those answers. But don't just sit there and try to, you know, uh, reinvent the wheel or, like me, just redesign a leading edge that didn't really need to be redesigned anyway. Just augmented in certain areas like um it it really it really taught me a lot of self-trust in that like okay even if I'm wrong it doesn't mean that I'm not capable 
it means that I'm capable of like getting a better answer. And so like uh, that's my advice is just like be okay with being wrong and mm. moving forward and learning from it rather than being stuck on it. And just be willing to jump into something. Like if you see something that either looks interesting to you or that you think you could pick up a skill on or that you think you could help on, like just go up to somebody and be like, hey, I want to help you do this thing. I want to learn this thing. I want to do this thing. And so, like, I don't know, from that, I picked up a lot of skills, like hardware, software skills. I know, like, I've seen all of us learn things that we were, like, never would have expected to come in here learning. Like, I came in clearly, like, structures intern. I don't know a thing about flight computers and avionics. And I spent, like, a couple of days harnessing. So, like, picked up some harnessing skills, um, some tube bending skills, like just random little things that are going to help me be a better engineer seeing things from like start to finish because all of us just kind of were like, yeah, give me a little project to do. Let mm. me do this thing. Let me let me jump in and help. Let me learn. Yeah. And, and that's like something that isn't just like supported here, but it's also like really encouraged to do. Uh, I feel like at least in my case, like my manager has been super supportive about me like wanting to go branch out and help with like ND cell or maybe thermal testing. Um, really just like making the internship like what you want it to be and not just kind of like what your manager wants you to do um, because you have tons of flexibility in that regards. Yeah. And I think also like gaining that hardware perspective helps you better understand what you're designing. Right. Because like when you've actually felt a part of it with your own hands and you've seen it and you've dealt with it and you've seen where you can go wrong with manufacturing it, like you'll make a lot better design decisions just based off of that. Like I know now that like when I'm bending a tube, there are certain measurements that I should make before just like, yeah, bending <laughs> that tube, you know? Man, we're about um, to turn this into the tubes podcast. Yeah, I'm not about to, I'm <laughs> not about to get on tubes. Tubes podcast like, rev tube. Yeah, tubes podcast part tubes. I don't know. Uh. Um, but yeah, I think that hardware perspective is really helpful um, just in general as an engineer. Um, so, right. Yeah. I feel like for me, I don't know if this is something that y'all felt as well, but like the the advice that I'd give to people coming in, like especially interns, is like socialize with other people at this company. Um, like I think Jason was talking about this earlier, like the people here are super cool, super social and like do tons of things outside of just working that they like willing you invite you, uh, willingly invite you on. Um, and I feel like when I was first here, I kind of like trapped myself in a bubble of like, I just need to get my work done because that's what, you know, people are going to care about when I leave. Um, but really like being willing to talk to people like outside of your own team and like get to know them because so many people here have come from like basically like probably every single aerospace company you could imagine like someone working here has come from and it's like great to gain their perspective and it just opens up so much of your life to really get to know yeah, them there's a lot of there's a lot of knowledge in this company yeah. just like in general yeah inside and outside of work yeah yeah i was gonna say just like outside of that like it, there's a bunch of really cool people doing a lot of really cool things um that are not aerospace like we have car guys and climbing people and boxing people and a lot of climbing people. Lot of so climbing many climbing people. people it's like so half the company goes people. over to stone summit like two or three times a week really cool people make 
coming to work a lot easier and like life outside of work, like having friends from work outside mm-hmm. of work has been really cool, even though, you know, for some of us are gonna be staying in Atlanta, Cal, I guess you're the only one here who's not you're the, <laughs> you're the lone you foreigner <laughs> here. But um you know, so there's some of us who we might see each other around tech and be like, Hey, I know you I met you before, we're friends. Yeah. But but outside of that, like seeing people and becoming friends, even for just this semester, like I feel like that's really valuable. Those those connections, super valuable and a really important part of this time here. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think um, I, I I honestly love our intern class. I think that like we we've done a really good job of like balancing having fun with each other, but then also like getting our work done. And then also helping each other get our work done. And I think that, like, it, it was a very um, rewarding experience just, like, in general. Because I made, like, four new friends at Georgia Tech that I didn't have before. And right. then, like, a couple friends at Purdue, a couple friends at uh, NC State, like, you know, everywhere. So um, it, it's just a really great time, really great people. Uh, five stars ah. for Mach 5. Well, (laughs) all right. Well, I guess uh, we can call it there. It's awesome doing this with everyone. And yeah. 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 I'll see. Thanks for you for having us us around Georgia Tech. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We'll miss you for sure. We'll come visit you in in the cornfields. No, I'll I'll come visit you in Atlanta. I'm good. Uh, No one needs to go to the (laughs) cornfields. I was going to say, yeah. Including me. There's a lot more to do in Atlanta than. If you're looking to apply for an internship, apply. Do it. Yeah. Don't hold back. You have what it takes. We want you. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh look at that inspirational <laughs> message to close. It's roots to point. I'll do two fingers. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Apply. Sweet. All right.